0: Top
1: of the to you and welcome the Talk News Talk, your bookie, working fast source for the news you need and it takes you trust uh, because it's just us two lads uh, doing everything once a week. Uh, making us look and feel greener, we have my Celtics co-host, Hakeem Walker. How are you doing? Top of the morning. Top of the morning. It was a nice, uh, nice old sun, to St. Patrick's Day. Cheers. Cheers. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, but I want to get all the, uh, the news of the day out of the way. It's Wednesday today, March 17th, and today in the news. Eight people were killed in a shooting at three Atlanta businesses yesterday, which were all Asian-run uh, massages and spas. Uh, one one massage place and then two spas. Six of the eight victims were Asian women. The suspect, 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long, is in custody and is charged with eight counts of murder and homicide with one count of aggravated assault. His motives are so far unclear, but the shooting reflects the growing number of uh, pandemic-related anti-Asian hate incidents. Uh a new NASA study suggests that there might be oceans of water under Mars, hidden underneath its crust. Did you hear this, Sakeem? I haven't. Okay. It's uh, exciting. I, it's, uh, as a as a NASA nerd, I I, I love stuff going Well, old a new, uh, new.
0: Well, yeah, and who knows? You know, like maybe there are people living under there too. Whatever.
1: Ocean, ocean people. Ocean people. Water. Well, it's like if there's that much water, who knows? um there's currently a 20-year high uh, surge in migrants arriving at the u.s southern border in with mexico with most uh well, most are turned away in a pandemic order Unaccom- unaccompanied unaccompanied minors under 18 are being kept in government-run detention centers that critics say are inhumane the 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus package has been signed no surprise there uh, and stimulus checks should be going out starting this week. And Joe Biden sat on with George Stephanopoulos the other day, uh, and uh, where he said that Andrew Cuomo should resign if allegations against him are are confirmed. But I'm I'm pretty sure there are a lot of allegations that are <laughs> confirmed. Uh, my favorite actually is that a longtime Cuomo advisor, Larry Schwartz, who he has named as the vaccine czar. Has uh, been calling county uh, county executives for vaccine distribution purposes, but also apparently to gauge their loyalty to Cuomo <laughs> in the uh, sexual and uh, uh, you know impropriety investigation around um, uh, against him. And yes. uh, and I'm sure that they're in no way related. I mean, you know, he's just you know, you, yeah, he's just saving the call. He doesn't want to call twice, you know. Unfortunately, Sally's very uh, very
2: <laughs>
1: Oh, very but, uh, yes, and like you said, very very New York shakedown. It's oh,
2: contact. Contact. Yeah. Yeah. What's
1: And also it's, uh St. Patrick's Day today, um, which usually is celebrated this last uh, weekend in Corktown, very near to here. Uh but also, usually today, because it's the actual day. So, uh, for our service industry friends, uh, or for any of you who are missing out on the festivities, um, you can celebrate at home with us. We, could, we figured we'd construct a drink in honor of your sacrifices uh, in this last awful year, and um, and also for an, uh, a famous Irish revolutionary. Let's uh, let's take a look at that now.
2: Okay, here we go, guys. spark cocktails. So, St. Patrick's Day today. So, we're gonna, we're gonna do something easy, but you know, fun. So, this is going to be a variation of a Tom Collins cocktail. There we go. Oh, nice large ice cubes. Oh, what are we making that We are making a Michael Collins. So, Michael Collins was a Irish Revolutionary leader, she was assassinated in 1922, so this cocktail is going to be a play on Tom Collins, but in fitting response to the Irish heritage that we're, we're living today, we're going to do the Michael Collins as a tribute, okay, so we're going to be doing, I'm going to do one of my favorite Irish whiskeys, I'm going to start there, we're going to do two ounces of that. syrup, give it a little taste, an ounce of that, and we're going to go with some uh, fresh lime juice, do half for each, so I'm using uh, half a a lime today, if you're using fresh lime juice, uh, pre-made lime juice, we're going to be, you can use like a uh, half an ounce, top it off, a little water, this is a little take that I like. Um, we're going to be using some mint bitters. This is fun. It's going kind to of look very good. I'm going to do four just for St. Patrick's Day, and we're going to garnish. We go and that's a Michael Collins. Back to
1: you, Jack. Well, I'm not sure uh, which side uh your black Irish family is is from Hakeem, but uh cheers to Irish for liberation. Cheers. Yes. Yeah.
2: I'm the other black Irish, so
1: you know. Mm. You, Northern Black Irish? Yeah. Northern, yeah. Northern, yeah. Northern Actually, Black Actually you
2: know Irish my grandmother fastest. is she is half Irish. Well so I'm
1: like there's <laughs> also hoping that your your family uh, you know doesn't doesn't encounter Liam Neeson in a bad way you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our guest today is a veteran panelist and friend of, to the show. Appeared on uh, season one episodes of Satanism and the Occult, What Is Fascism, and our season one finale. He is an anti-fascist activist a student of history and the founder of the satanic organization satan house our returning champion tom elliott how you doing tom uh
0: just fine jack uh hail satan nice to be back
1: yes how's your apocalypse been
0: oh uh very complicated my life couldn't be more different actually than the last time we spoke
1: oh well um uh i'm glad to see you in one piece at least
0: Certainly, but it's been close. I'm not sure if I know your co-host here, though.
2: Oh yes, of course. How are you doing, Tom? I think actually
0: uh, we might have
2: met once.
1: Yeah, bartending. I was bartending. Yes, he also bartends at Munchy. So, uh, th- so I, I actually we 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 talked about this on on a previous show that uh, uh, Tom was a regular there, and I was about, you know his bartender, and that's how we started talking, you know about. Um, these subjects and like you know potential topics and he's he's a uh, good resource to the show like uh it, actually even since uh you in, in fact uh introduced us yes yeah, sorry this is Hakeem. <laughs> That's a
2: very long wait <laughs> yes how
1: are you doing? Well I didn't know if you said your name. That's the thing. Yeah. So Hakeem Tom Tom Hakeem Pleasure sir. Um nice. but yes, like I said, you uh, Tom was a great resource you you actually recommended our first guest uh, for our news leg, Carson Sangawa, we both really liked a lot. Um, how did, how did you meet him? Are, are you guys just friends, or did you or does he help you with like realty or in finance as well? Or
0: no, not even close. Uh, oh, okay, Carson is a, Carson is a, a good friend of mine. Um, he, uh, I know through just a circle of friends from the Farmington area. Um, And he's sort of, um, I'm not sure if I should say this exactly, but he's sort of part of my fellowship for my organization. and Oh, for Satanists. Very deceptive. Uh, You would never think that a guy like that would, uh, you know, uh, be in true tantric Buddhism and mystical Satanism, but here we are.
1: Here we are. (laughs) The the button-down Satanist. Uh, uh, I like it. I mean, I think there was a figure like that in SLC Punk uh <laughs> but uh, reference there yes good reference there uh so you were in our fascism episode uh with another um uh, friend of yours or a friend of me we, we would call him um edwin Oslin, who uh has also helped me find potential panelists trump supporters etc uh who might be on a future episode and he actually himself might be in a future episode on anti-semitism himself being a jew and, uh, you know, somewhat of a racist. So uh, it'd be an interesting take, I would think. But uh, other uh, potential panelists have expressed their reservations for such an alt-right, you know, racist sort of dude, racist white dude, whatever, uh, to which I responded that 75 million people did vote for Donald Trump. And I think the Republican Party currently, such as it is, has more or less come towards someone like Edwin, and um, we talked to him about uh, pl- we talked about pal- platforming him before in our finale episode. Uh, so my question is: uh, Is talking with him about anti-Semitism a good idea or the worst idea ever? <laughs>
0: uh, um, well, um, I don't know. I mean, that's it's a it's he's both the best and the worst. Uh, you know, uh, being a self-hating, self-loathing. Jew who's afraid of Jews and their control over the world I think um he his insight into that would be interesting certainly I would take no like political ideology tips from such a person but in I'm the sure same way you would like that.
1: push back I'm sure you would push back on being a self hating Jew but he definitely has some bad problematic ideas about uh you know Middle Eastern people and Arabs and such
0: he can push back all he wants. Africans,
1: you know. no, no. It'd be interesting to have talk again. But, um, but yeah. Sorry, continue. Uh, how do you think he would do in that?
0: Well, um, you know, in the same way that uh, I've been studying the absolute fringe of the far right in both my academic career and in just my personal obsessional neuroses, following them and studying them learning exactly what they think about themselves, I think is true. I mean, that's the only way to really understand them. Um, Theory can take you quite far and historical analysis and whatever, but uh, source text, uh, especially with things like white supremacy, um, the alt-right, conspiracy theory worldview, these things you have to read what they themselves in their own environments where they can let their hair down and feel comfortable. Um, that's really where uh you know that's the prime material. That's what you want. Uh in, in order to understand to understand, I think, the uh, dynamics at play. So uh, someone like Edwin would be great resource. Uh, not because he's got a desirable position or someone to listen to in that way, but because he is ensconced in the most twisted um, version of rightism, the contemporary alt-right. So yeah, I, I would certainly find him interesting. Uh, right.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, and, and uh, the, only, the only problem ultimately is, is getting the other panelists that, you know, uh, explaining them, the, which, which I don't think he himself has been the main challenge in that it's just people are weird and cagey these days. But um, um, at the end of the episode of fasci- um, uh, what is fascism, you said that you didn't think Donald Trump himself was a fascist, but that he was being used by fascist elements in his cabinet like Steve Bannon, Bannon, Seb Gorka, I'm sure Stephen Miller would be on that list now, but um, out of those, Miller was the only one that really stuck around the whole time. And uh, just seeing how everything played out with with Trump's following, with COVID, with January 6th, uh, you know, given all of this, you have a new assessment on Trump's uh, fascistic bona fides.
0: Oh, uh, no, I think, if anything, my sort of comments were borne out. I think Trump is the ultimate cipher. Um, I think the people who rally behind him, he's only himself, I believe, dimly aware of the depth of the depravity and uh, cognitive dissonance, or whatever you want to call it, that make up a huge portion of his followers. Trump, you know, he is... He pretends to be some kind of working class, white working class champion or whatever. But as his history shows, you know, uh, Trump would step on the open mouth of his most ardent supporter to cross the street to molest a 15-year-old model. And, you know, he truly truly is from a different world, a world that uh, his supporters don't understand. And he is as disconnected as, it uh, It was a picture of Hillary Clinton, but it was so funny. It reminded me of the same dynamic. Did you ever see that picture of Hillary Clinton go, going into an ordinary working class American's apartment and just her look of awe, you know, like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> k- kudos to Hillary Clinton. Certainly Donald Trump would never be setting, setting foot in the homes of any of the people that, uh,
1: you know, uh, his most crazed yeah, the uh, the uh, Viking Viking Q dude, for instance, yeah. I, I I can't imagine sense that, sense that sense. guy's got much more than a hovel. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's eating organic during it, so we know that much. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, he's but, not uh, he's not gonna be at Mar-a-Lago anytime soon. The guy with the well,
1: uh, right. Shaman, yeah. So let's let's, let's not, so you feel like uh do you feel like a, a true if you were a true fascist you would have actually. Uh, power on January sixth, or do you think that like uh that was always going to turn out the way it did?
0: Well, um, I think that if Trump truly was a fascist in the sense of like a classical fascist, he he would have commanded them openly to commit violent crimes, but um, he really doesn't need to, and then. My sneaking suspicion is that Trump himself is fully aware that he lost and lost, you know, as fairly as possible in the U.S. system. Yeah, I Um, think you noticed, too. That he's part of that was putting on a show uh, for the people. Um, But, I mean, if we're talking, so there's two different ways we could address that. Is Trump... um, well, he's totally guilty of what the impeachment people said. Uh, the impeachment trial was an absolute slam dunk. The only reason that he wasn't convicted was partisan hack. Um, but the uh, Actually, but if, you yeah. want, if you want to talk about the actual January sixth, you would you that's kind of um, ridiculous. Uh, National Lampoon's um, uh, capital push. Uh, would never be successful ever. Uh, no government could ever be taken over that way. And it was so funny on the 6th watching it. Um, and it was horrifying, especially uh, watching the, you know, of course, I'm a junkie. And so I I watched literally every second of the region and, and beat recent impeachment trial oh, uh, nice. i even i even forced the boys at the at the factory i work at to fucking listen to it that is
1: very masochistic um, of you wow <laughs> yeah.
0: but, you know for me i'm in hog heaven i absolutely adore yeah. i mean i it was the I'm best media
1: junkie too but i did not stay, stick in there <laughs> all all
0: I watched literally all of that yeah <laughs> um No, he's absolutely guilty of fomenting uh, a murderous riot. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, But that's part of the showmanship. You know, Trump already is guilty of murder, certainly, as president. But uh, killing a few more people, including a police officer or two. I mean, what does that guy actually care? He's, uh, you know, he's from a completely gilded, illusory world and so you know he doesn't actually give a shit um it's all to enhance his personal brand which he's Mm going to parlay into a media company there's just no way around it.
1: yeah Um, so when do do you think that's coming is there i i don't know if i've i've stayed up with uh any news on that but is he making moves already
0: you know uh i'm i'm uh not that i know of what's funny is how quiet trump is um You know, he did did his speech at CPAC, which was rambling and continued to promote the quote, big lie, which I like that, that they called it the big lie because it is. And Trump himself knows it's, knows it's the case.
1: Um, dynamics with uh, March 9th when it comes to Uh, Q&A. So my understanding is that, uh, that because they changed the inauguration date from uh from i think january what is it, january 20th or something like that from M- march 9th um oh
0: yeah that yes. trump is actually the
1: 19th president yes. and That
0: the, there's no there's no legitimate u.s
1: president after ulysses s grant yeah uh, it's wild
0: uh, and trump, is, trump is going to restore the republic from the corporation that uh that america became after ulysses s grant i'm not sure exactly but of course, when that March fourth deadline came and went, because of the insulation strategies oh, that are, started, okay. I think it was the was it March fourth, and then they just pushed it back to. I wrote
1: down ninth, but I was like, you know, prepping a lot of stuff, so I might have been, I might have written down the wrong one, so I might have been just, fourth. They just pushed
0: the goalpost back. the The insulation strategies that make up their worldview, um, it's so far from reality that. It, it really doesn't make a difference. You know, uh, that's the least outlandish uh, uh, thing about the conspiracies uh, related to Trump post-presidency that I've been following. Um, the, the craziest that I read is that uh, Trump is either still president uh, or he's the president of the republic, whereas Biden is the president of the corporation. And that there was, for a moment, um, as a stand-in for the storm that didn't occur, that Trump is, uh, part of why they built those walls around the White House was that Trump was carrying out in his last weeks in office or something like that, uh, executions uh, right on the White House lawn. Right. Uh, that was a, yeah, but that uh, uh, Trump was getting rid of Satanists and communists and, uh, uh, you know, his various enemies. Um, and so that was, a, um, that Trump actually was, uh, doing public executions. Um, but that, um, uh, that Trump is still president, that's super common. Uh, you find that a lot in the, uh, so-called prophetic community who, uh, you know, has been some, uh, just absolute, you know, schadenfreude joy for me, uh, watching, uh, you know, tens of these ridiculous profits, uh, either, at, uh, uh, you know, sort of doubling down or going further down the rabbit hole, right? So, like, Trump is either still president of the republic, and he has the army on his back, and uh, or the, he controls the army still, and that's uh, in a misunderstanding of impeachment. They're like, well, only a sitting president can be impeached, so that means Trump is still president. They use the impeachment trial itself as proof that Trump was still president, which makes no sense. Uh, And in the impeachment trial, they outlined several people who either got out of office or attempted to quit office to avoid prosecution by the Senate um, in in a direct anticipation of that argument. Um, And so it was funny to see uh, that they used the impeachment itself as a sort of proof that Trump is still president. Um, but no, uh, wild. It, it, it's almost like did you have something yeah
2: i was gonna ask well, how do you feel about all these new um up and coming like platforms since well i guess what's your opinion on, on on the de-platforming for some of the more you know bad actors and what do you how do you feel about all the newer ones that are second i know like was a clubhouse and there's one other one right i've been thinking of that's newer but uh they're the ones kind of house goes Like a media thing? Extreme, what?
1: It's a media, a new what? All the new platforms
2: that are like, you know, that are taking the place of uh, all the existing ones, like, you know, the the ones that are, yeah, like Parler. Yeah, Parler. There's there's a newer one. uh, I know Clubhouse is one, there's another one too. But anyway, like, how do you feel about their impact in these communities?
0: I mean, I'm going to go ahead and quote Charles Manson um, and to say that every prohibition creates an underground. Certainly, uh, you know, as a Satanist and, uh, you know, um, somebody who relies on my freedom of speech and religion to exist, um, you know, the uh, super important to me. And so in some ways, I am a sort of free speech absolutist, um, and uh, I demand my right for speech to represent my, you know, infernal chosen religion and that sort of thing, but also to be a, you know, uh, subversive uh, leftist as well. Um, I think deplatforming is not, it's not going to work. It's, you can't cancel a person out of existence and there are so many, even killing them, you can't get rid of them. Um, so I think uh, that They will just it's just a game of whack-a-mole i don't think that's the approach uh that will um de-platforming via media companies is certainly a good way to you know quiet people like donald trump uh or whatever but uh they pop up they're gonna pop up elsewhere with less control and more ability to spread their nefarious insulated worldview amongst themselves Uh, um i think that um You know, we're not in a position as a society really to grapple with the dissemination of white supremacist ideology. We're just not in a position to actually do what it takes to staunch that. Uh, And I, you know, I'm afraid that dissemination of white supremacist uh, ideology should be treated like old timey laws of like sending pornography over state lines or uh, like in Germany where it's literally illegal to spread white supremacist propaganda um, I, I don't know of a better way you can't lock them out you can't uh, round these people up in America as it stands today because it would be a, egregious violations of their rights but that is how they in fact exist fascism uh, hacks democratic institutions hacks right. Uh, liberalism, and turns its its own institutions against itself.
1: And that's where so, I would say that Trump is is a, a like is just a natural born fascist in a way because he did he hacked the shit out of us. Whether he what, whether he believes anything or not, I mean like it, it, he just completely took over everything for four years. I right. mean, but
0: if if fascist speech is the thing that depl. Is attempting to make uh, less prominent uh, or attempt to stop the spread of the sort of annihilating effects of uh, white supremacist ideology, um, which is like is like a like a, a thought virus or whatever that feeds on the the pleasure of hate. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, those mechanisms. Um, I I deplatforming I don't think is going to do it. It's not a it's I agree
1: I, I agree. Uh yeah. but it's, it's it's hard to say to lar- and and you know it's this is clearly uh large companies censoring these uh, these uh uh communities and not so much uh the government uh but you know it's 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 hard to know how to navigate that especially considering that these uh, you know the these large companies to have such, you know, have become such public utilities, essentially. So like, they're trying to cover their own ass and not be nationalized. So I, but, but yes, I think that they're, I think that they're making that own cho- their own choice. And I think they probably shouldn't, because it's not, it's not achieving their ultimate goal. But you know, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is. That's all it's how I, where I'm at. And did you have a question?
2: Well, I was gonna just ask your opinion on, um, difference between fascism here and the difference between fascism in europe um because of the history that they have there just what 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 do you think is the difference
0: well the difference between uh far-right movements in in western and eastern europe and russia versus the american far-right yeah um, i think they i think they have a different sort of Flavor primarily, um, their goals are more or less the same, ultimately, uh, which is a you know uh, to destroy the globalist Jew. Uh, but the American situation, you know, this uh, in uh, in, in terms of sort of state of the situation of the ideology of the American far right, uh, um, it definitely is. Um, it's local. It's, it's to our own concerns here, um, which are that, you know, I don't know how many like fascist and far right meme pages you follow, uh, uh, but I, I follow- no, no. Like, Yeah, probably, probably not. For me,
1: I'm, I'm probably half of the ones you do, but I do, I, I, believe me, I tried to make a parlor recently and it just wouldn't let me, it was just like, it was just glitched out. But like, I was very like, I was like, this is where I'm gonna find a bunch of panelists. And like I'm gonna troll like that, and you know. Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> no, you got too much brown beard. I think. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> you fit the profile way
1: too much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's that's what makes me a uniquely good troll uh, for, for for something like that. You know, like. Um, so uh, you, you would you describe yourself as a leader of a church?
0: Me? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I'm.
1: Uh... So. Uh, I wanted to discuss before we let you go. Like, um, how wh- how was that in in um, quarantine? Did you hold services? Did you where you uh, did you create a support structure for for your congregants? Um, what what is what is uh, being a, a a faith community when it comes to faith, Satanism?
0: Well. Uh, St. House always had a familial structure, and that's part of the vetting process that uh, aspirants to the coven, uh, we sort of have a vetting period where you're just an aspirant, and um, we always uh, have been looking out for each other, um, very well connected, continuously talking every day, basically, and um, hmm. During the worst part of the apocalypse, uh, the high priestess and I would get together. Jenny, uh, uh, Jenny, the high priestess and I, we would get together um, for um, to mark the pagan and satanic holidays. We marked um, uh, Episcopist Michael Aquino from the Temple of Set's death. And we had a, held a ritual for that. Uh, we had a beautiful, blasphemous, uh, Easter, uh, m- magical rite, uh, just Jenny and I, um, we did a couple of zoom rituals, but everybody was pretty much dissatisfied with them. I mean, not with the material, it's just, uh, zoom, uh, or teleconferencing, a satanic ritual just doesn't quite have the, uh, gravitas and the, right, uh,
1: right.
0: the mm-hmm. uh, ambiance, <laughs> uh, that, uh, you know being here in the uh novi temple of satan um uh, really gives and so uh but no uh that's my family you know uh i'm uh and it's um yeah i'm um there's i think what 10 people in satan house that are initiated people and um we're in constant contact that's the people we see you know during the apocalypse. Uh, the only people I saw at all, uh, for the majority of it, was the high priestess, uh, Jenny, and uh, the mobile members of Satan House, um, and who would come to the temple for a weekend or whatever. Um, but he, even that was rare. But those are the people who got me through. We get yeah. each other through. You know? uh. so, um. The... Uh, so we were talking,
1: like I said, about um uh, doing a conspiracy theories episode. And um I I had somebody that I used to know is like, you know, somewhat the well, milk toast liberal person, but like now has is deep into QAnon and and um, posts things all the time, has her own YouTube um channel on it, um, who who just never got back to my questionnaire and my questionnaire. Saying that like the like the the issues are too complicated or whatever, uh, and and in general, I was just like uh, you know that's why we decided to do the news segment so we could just when we have a panelist, we could just bring them on, just talk to them, see what they would want out of uh, a, a future conversation. Uh, so given that that's probably maybe a dead end, or maybe I'll hit her up again or whatever. Uh, who, what what sort of person would you want to talk to in a conspiracy theories episode? And uh, in general, would you say that you um, uh, you advocate for or are um, are a believer in any conspiracy theories?
0: Ooh, uh, well, I know a guy maybe out of San Francisco who I already have a a trolley rapport with, and he might be interesting to talk to. Oh great. Um, Uh, but uh, do I believe in any conspiracy theories? I'm fundamentally disinclined towards conspiracy theories, and I'll tell you why. Most conspiracy theories suffer from the same two defects, that they um, reduce an incredibly complicated situation into a very simplistic one. And then whoever the locus of the uh, conspiratorial thinking is uh, they attribute near omnipotence to them. So uh, for the, for an example, uh, you have the, um, you know, the uh, COVID-19. The pandemic. The pandemic. Right. So you have um, an unknowable really, uh, an incredibly broad uh, catastrophic and chaotic system uh, that, you know, People, epidemiologists, and whatever have studied their entire lives, um, and it behaves in a complex fashion. The crisis is complex, um, and so it it simplifies. It says, "Bill Gates uh, in cahoots with the reptilian Jew and uh, the satanic vampires in the CDC, and uh, you know Bill Gate or Hillary Clinton and George Soros. They're behind it, and." uh, you know, then they're basically omnipotent. Do I believe in any conspiracy theories? I don't know. Uh, I like, uh, Oswald for killing Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, good, good uh classics, yeah. you, <laughs> I, I like
1: you were on Oswald's Oswald. side. So that, but you think it was just Oswald? I mean, come on. Uh, that um, one, I, I think it's a little fishy.
0: One less uh, handsome
1: imperialist, a shot by a good Sure, but I, I, I just uh, uh, don't think true. it. I just don't think it was just alcohol, honestly. But um, uh, I I that's, that, uh, that's, that that's okay. So this will be my last question to you, actually, because a lot of people are are saying, in the pandemic, so the the culprit is the uh, is China and the Chinese Communist Party. And you you describe yourself as as a as a communist as a tanky. Um, so do you? you know, uh, countries like North Korea, you know, and, and China with, you know, that, you know, the horrible, uh, human rights abuses with the Uyghur Muslims and stuff. I, I know you've been uh, somewhat an apologist for Stalin on our podcast before, which I've, i you know, I've tried to push back on, but like, you know, uh, or others have it, but, uh, would you say that you, uh, how, how comfortable are you with, uh, Communist uh, countries right now in the world?
0: Uh, uh, you know, that's uh, the last one I'll
1: ask you. But I... I,
0: don't, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, have not followed the Uyghur situation too closely. Um, I know that I've watched a handful of reports from uh, Chinese news agencies, which are, of course, propagandistic, but they describe them as re education centers, where if you are uh, proactive about getting out, and learning Han Chinese, or, or what is the language? Is it Mandarin? Um, if you learn the language- There are like you learn- five, but Mandarin is one, yes. Yeah, uh, you're likely to sort of graduate out. Um, I, I don't know, surely if there's gulags filled with Muslims in China, you're gonna have some uh, horrible policies and some Stanford prison experiment. So that's just a sort of given uh, for hu- human beings, I think um i just don't think that uh you know that, that whatever i don't know enough about uh, the the situation to comment exactly but i do know
1: there's a pretty good advice united- story on that- it where, where they where they went there right so I'll, I'll try to send that to you but go on sorry i do know that the united states has no moral
0: grounds to pitch a pitch. uh sure. you know it's like it's absolutely pot calling the kettle black um uh, the you know, our we've got concentration camps here. We've got concentration
1: camps. Did you see the new Adam fun Curtis fun. documentary? Sorry to interrupt. Did you see the new Adam Curtis documentary? Can't get you out of my head.
0: I have not. No. It, I, it's I watched, it's I very
1: good. shows. Right. 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 <laughs> but uh, but they talk about that uh, that that when we were handing over, um, I believe it was Taiwan from the to, to the to them. Um, or like exiting or whatever, like, uh, or the British were rather, it was the British. Uh, the, we, they were demanding that they have uh, democracy there on the part of the Chinese and the Chinese thought it was completely absurd because they, the British had never allowed democracy there in the entire time they'd been there. So I can see your point in, in, in terms of imperialists uh, and, and, um, and ourselves don't have, uh, I mean, we are imperialists after a fashion. But do not have the moral authority, uh, but you know, it's, it's they it seems like they don't either at this point. So, I mean, I might be a oh, lot, yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying
0: I'm saying that it's probably bad, uh, but no. uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure, uh, I, you know, that I don't know many people who can speak with any authority on that situation because information coming out of China, you know, I've been there twice. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Um, I've been 10,000 miles over China and all the major cities, basically, and stayed in five-star hotels in China, stuff like that. Nice. Um, yeah. um, no, it's um, it's unsurprising to me that uh, Westerners have a sort of deep suspicion of the Chinese. Uh, we always have. Uh, the yellow peril is alive and well here, as, as I'm sure you've seen, all the increased hate hate crime attacks against asian women in particular um with the
1: atlanta shooting yeah that's um, really awful yeah uh, yeah.
0: we we fear the chinese here and so if there's any um you know possible nefarious thing we can impute to them we will and so um you know I, i don't know would i want to live in china under Uh, the Black Mirror-esque surveillance state with the possibility of going to a gulag for a smoking pot? Probably not. Uh, But, you know, would I want to live in America where, you know, jerk-offs with no masks are purposely spreading disease for their liberty or whatever? You know, uh, there's problems everywhere.
1: Yeah, no, I I hear you. At some point, uh, uh, I'd like you to regale us with your... your, uh, Travels in in China. That sounds like a uh uh a uh rabbit hole for another podcast. But we appreciate you coming on, man. You can good to see you again, good to uh like uh good talk with you again. And uh yeah, let's let's get in contact with that uh that person that you you, you were saying uh out in you said they were at out uh, on Cali. Uh
0: yeah, in Frisco in God Frisco. So cool. Well, thank you for having me again. And uh, you know, I like to be uh friendly with the Spar program and uh, anytime you'd like to have me back to comment or whatever, yeah uh, I'd be more really than happy. So yeah, for sure. you, so you make a great co-host as well.
1: All right. Um and thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you. Like and subscribe, please, and uh yeah, we'll keep on um, improving everything. Next week, we should, we I believe we're uh, moving to recording this on on Tuesdays, so it will be a, a Wednesday release. So um, that's the only thing updated um, right now, besides uh, the constant technology. We'll see how it sounds after this, but, work, work. yeah, thank you.